0: This is a Rio Grande Guardian International News Service report on health. I know you kind of went over it a little at the podium, but a quick rundown of why we're here today. Absolutely. So uh, back in 2019 and working through 2020, as COVID came uh, through and affected our community greatly, Judge Cortez had in his heart a pressing need for provision of uh, mental health resources to clinicians in the community so that we could bring those resources to the students, which is the first cohort that we started with, and now moving into working towards the families. If there's a student that's hurting, more than likely there's a family that's hurting too. So in this, it was that additional step to fill the gap and to say what else can be done, who else can we use as a leverage and resource. And in this case, we focused, or he decided to focus on the nonprofits. We have organizations such as Easter Seals, Mujeres Unidas, individuals that we know work with trauma victims and survivors. Who are going to be able to have this modality in their organizations, thanks to the funding made available by Judge Cortez? So, these 50 uh, people that are getting trained, are they going to go to each of these, like work out of those nonprofits, or just be called when they're needed? Like, so, these—that's a great question. These 50 individuals already met the criteria for working for a nonprofit or working for a school. Okay, why is it important to add on the family for this? We know know, it's important for the students, but why is this important for addition? Because we can work with the student at the school, but if they go back to the same environment, then what change is there really taking place? When we work with, through these organizations, with social determinants of health, individuals that have lack to access of care, mental health, then at that point, we really are targeting the medically indigent, the most vulnerable, and we're helping them to equip themselves as families so that those students can also go back to school and focus on the things that ideally we would want for them to focus on, which is their education. But without that fundamental aspect, we really cannot get the work done. And of course, this is free to the participants. Absolutely. This okay. is through ARPA funding uh, through Hidalgo County. And it was $60,000? It was $60,000, yes. Spread over how many years, like this spread? So each train, the training itself, it's, it's worth $3,000 per participant. So when we do the math, $60,000 is not enough, correct? But thankfully, we were able to, um, to garner uh, the support of the trainer who uh, Dr. Roby tapia is completely invested in this mission. And she said, you know what, I'll go ahead and step in and I'll cover whatever is left. Okay, hey, then one last word to the families who may be participating in this. Uh, what do you want to say to them about this new edition. What I would like for for them to know is that there really is a community that supports them. We are listening to the needs. We are trying our best to address them. It's taking time, yes, but all good things take time. So I just want for them to know that we welcome their patience and we also welcome their eagerness to see what else is available in our community, so that them and their families can have a better quality of life. El propósito de hoy es que estamos haciendo la bienvenida a 50 integrantes más que vienen de parte de organizaciones que son sin fines de lucro, en donde estas profesionistas, consejeros y consejeras van a ser equipados con una modalidad diferente para que ellos puedan empezar a trabajar con el aspecto familiar, el aspecto, el aspecto relacional Eh, en el primer grupo nos enfocamos en los estudiantes, mas sin embargo nos dimos cuenta que estos estudiantes tienen hogares y en esos hogares quizás hay personas que necesitan de ayuda, necesitan de recurso. Entonces en este aspecto nos estamos anclando en donde es la familia y dando y proporcionando este servicio que realmente si sí se necesita, en donde el juez del condado está invirtiendo el dinero para que estas 50 personas puedan ser uh, puedan ser only follow, my only follow-up question would be how serious is mental other mental health problems in this county? Have they got worse? Did they get worse during COVID and are there any stats out there that t- say our county is worse than any other? Are there any unique challenges here in the valley compared to other places? That's an, actually an excellent question. Um, there was a survey done and as far as mental health access to care, uh, Hidalgo County came in on 50. Um, that puts into perspective the need that there is in the community over a two week span February 1st to February 13th of 2023 there was an increase of 40% in symptoms of depression and anxiety amongst the individuals that were screened this tells us that if we don't do something proactively we're going to have to suffer the consequences at the end so did that study say why it's bad here Compared to other areas, if we look at um, the rate of how many individuals are undocumented in our area, if we look at um, poverty, lack of access to care, transportation, what the social determinants of health are focused on, we're able to understand why we rank at number fifteen. So this is an opportunity. We we see it, yes, as a challenge, but we welcome the opportunity to do something different as well. Absolutely, and we see that there's areas where, within Hidalgo County, where there is most pressing need. As a matter of fact, in the first cohort, we became aware that there was districts that don't have a counselor on, on their team, and that really put into perspective for us the fact that we have districts like McKellen, La Jolla, Edinburgh, that have a a great group of individuals that are targeting these needs, and there's others where a referral is the only source. Well, thank you for this update. Absolutely. Thank you so much.